Hello, I'm here with my friend Luke Dorman. Hello. Artist, illustrator, painter, designer, teacher. Man, I have many talents. Am I missing, <laughs> am I missing anything? Probably, but I can't think of anything else to add. All right, we are uh, in Santa Fe, where we both live, uh, although you are from Austin mm -hmm. originally. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I met you through word of mouth through a, another artist named Lija Bouton. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, and was pretty amazed when I when I found all of your talents. I mean, recently I saw a couple of exhibitions of, that had work of yours um, and the pretty different stuff. Yeah. Uh, one was the, the penciled, uh, or ink, was it ink words mm -hmm. that were all, you know, and the other were, were those wild creatures that were all over that uh, salon. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I uh, uh, forgot about that show. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, as an artist, um, I've been in, I guess like most of us are, uh, this this continual process of kind of like, you know, trying to get somewhere with your work, you know, and kind of like going in the studio, seeing what happens. And I think that the time period that uh, we've known each other, my work has been going through a lot of changes in mm. the studio. So, um, yeah, even even up to, to this day. Um, and I was really self-taught uh, as far as drawing goes. Um, I had a really great group of friends in high school where, you know, we would all like get together and draw together, as mm. odd as that sounds. Um, and we all um, uh, really got inspired when the movie Crumb came out. It came out mm. when we were like maybe 15 or 16. Um, and so that blew my mind and opened me up to, you know, Crumb's work. And then I would just like work on drawing and then I would run into a problem. This was like before I had internet at my house, mm -hmm. which again sounds unbelievable. Um, and I would like, uh, on the weekends, walk down to the bookstore and grow, they had all these crumb sketchbooks and I would like look at those and be like, okay, I couldn't draw the nose the way I wanted. How did crumb draw the nose? And, you know, would kind of copy and, and, and do that kind of thing. So. And you could do that. You, I mean, obviously you can now, but, but, you know, I'm so bad about visual things, you know, and, but, uh, but you could look at something like that and then pretty much recreate it. Yeah. I mean, in my own way. And I mean, there's definitely some crumb, uh, resonance in the illustrations that we did for yeah. our project, which we can talk about soon. But, yeah. um, do you have a medium that you prefer to work in or, or does it really depend on the project? You know, I um, am always comfortable working in pen and ink, and uh, that can be great for a lot of projects, but, um, you know, it, it, it winds up with a pretty specific style, so um, there's been times when I want to branch out, but even when I paint, I feel like I'm drawing with paint, you mm -hmm. know, like I'm doing mm -hmm. heavy line work, and I'm, uh, I don't know, it feels a little cartoony, mm -hmm. but... Um, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that also. Right. Um, and some of the, some of the things that I get to do in the studio, just exploring, I mean, that, that fed into the stuff we got to work on uh, yeah. together. So it was really rewarding to get to see, you know, how I could just work on something, get it halfway, you know, thought about, set it aside for a couple months and I'm like, oh, I know exactly how to use that now. <laughs> yeah. And that happens to me too, where I'll come up with these snippets of song ideas that go nowhere or I just don't have time to finish and yeah. then some project comes and you're like wow that's that's actually right for that yeah, yeah. exactly um well so I know you do a lot of of commission work and and projects like mine but mm -hmm. but you know what what's it like when you have no assignment and you have time which I know is rare but uh <laughs> but you know like I, I'm, I'm so curious about how how an artist a visual artist goes and begins um you know I mean do you does it start with just kind of doodling? Do you go in with a concept? You know, what, uh, one thing that I discovered about my working process uh, went back to, to college where I realized, like, uh, you know, the, the drawings I did th that I liked the most were the doodles I was doing, you know, 
while I was listening to an art history lecture. Right. Um, so then I started intentionally trying to work in a way that I wouldn't think about the results and would just kind of doodle and, and fill space with drawings. Um, that moved into a space of me like really planning things out, creating these highly narrative compositions where I had everything pre-planned. I would take photographs and, and draw it out before going into the studio to try and tell a specific story. And then that work became really boring to me because I was like, well, it's it's done before I even start mm. working on it, you mm -hmm. know? So the past couple of years has been a process of me like stripping away that kind of idea and trying to get back in the studio and just work. And so like the word drawings that you referenced that I've been doing, um, they started where I had like a just this visual for some kind of drawing, you know, mm -hmm. um, based on some kind of weird dream or I don't even know what. <laughs> but so then I try and figure out like what, what, what would that image be about? And I'd write down a few words and then I would take those words and I would start to just kind of elaborate on the words. And then if I got stuck, I'd come back to the root word and start elaborating from there mm -hmm. and just doing this process of writing. Yeah. It's really interesting because that, that particular, those pieces are they're verbal, they're literal. Yeah. Um, I wonder if, I mean, is there a similar process where it's image based? Yeah, it actually, you know, it kind of harkens back to an earlier technique I did use when with image based um, work where I would do a stream of consciousness list. And then instead of like um, uh, writing based on that list, I would draw based on that list. Hmm. And so then I would draw and see where that drawing would go. And when the drawing stopped, I'd go back to the next word mm. on the list. Mm. and um, But you still would start with, with word. Yeah, I started with word. Yeah. So it's been something that has, it's been helpful because it allows me to kind of work back and forth between this, um, you know, free form stream of consciousness process, but then it's rooted in, you know, in something, you know? So yeah. it's not like I just have to go in the studio and wait for inspiration. Do you find that you, when you're, when you're drawing, you're pulling from, from your imaginary world more than your literal world or um i think it's a healthy mix of both and it's been one of the things that's interesting as i take these word drawings further is that i generally write from a first person perspective mm -hmm. but not all of the things i write are my own experiences right um and then it creates this interesting you know experience for the audience and then for me as people like w look at the work and then they come back to me to talk about what they read because they think it's all right you know a personal journal or something yeah and I try and use language in a sort of ambiguous way so like if uh, if I had a word like you know rage um, and then I usually write like uh, you know this could be something this could be that or yeah. you know um, and and so it, it sort of references the word and and uh, it, looks at the various possibilities of what what's something could be um, without even you know mentioning the word specifically um, yeah. in, in, in the final piece so yeah I mean one of the things that um, that I was excited about very early in our collaboration was you know just the intelligence and sensitivity with which you approach a project and clearly as you're talking about the word pieces you know you're you're an intellectual guy you use your brain you're not just sort of an intuitive feely person not that you don't have that as well but <laughs> um but as we started to work on this pretty elaborate thing which which was a book and a record and t-shirt and posters and all sorts of stuff um it was very important to me that you kind of understood the, the, the concept and, and got what who I am and what I was going for mm -hmm. um, and that that could influence the way you work um, mm -hmm. you know and so that was exciting for me but maybe you could you could talk a little bit about um, 
I don't know, I guess, I guess maybe the challenges of, of our project, apart from how demanding I was, uh, <laughs> and, um, and, you know, and sort of just how you approached it, I don't know, and we can kind of get into it. Sure. Well, yeah, the, the, you know, when we started, it was, it was just to do the drawings for the interior of the book, you know, and we talked about maybe how is that going to translate to a cover, but right. that was so far off in the distance that it, didn't, it wasn't really our focus. So, you know, um, when you told me this, the, this, this about the story and before I had even read it, you know, I thought, well, all these interconnected characters, this sounds like maybe a family tree. And, you know, this is part of where the art and the design work kind of go back and forth because I was already looking at like, you know, old illustrations, um, you know, with family trees and this kind of like ornate, elaborate work on it. So I think that that was already in my brain a little mm -hmm. bit. Mm -hmm. um, but so then we kind of talked about, okay, we do the characters and we uh, maybe put them in these frames and then we can put the frames into a tree and we can kind of make that the cover, you know, it's this loose working idea. And, you know, reading the book and trying to pull out, you know, character details and figure out, like, what, is that, what does that look like for me? And um, uh, that was kind of a newer experience for me, you know. Yeah, and that for me was, was amazing. As you look at these characters now, just seeing your portrayals of them, it, it brings so much to, to the book. Um, somewhat because I didn't give all those details for, the, for mm -hmm. the reader. And so we sort of, it ended up being a collaboration where you also fill in where I'm, where I didn't give it. Yeah. Um, so okay, so we started with these with these sets of of, of character drawings, um, and yeah, we I remember. I mean, we had this idea of the of the family tree, mm -hmm. which which still I think is cool. Maybe yeah, at some work. point there'll be there'll be a poster or some other version that right. we use because part of the thing about this book is all the characters interrelate. They're not actually related, but they they interact, yeah. and so a tree would be really cool. Um, but we kind of scrapped that, and and um, and so as you started to move on to to the cup, well, I guess then maybe we. Then we did the album art, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the working process. I guess the, because we we were loose on our timeline, you mm -hmm. know, when we, when we met, it was nice until the end. We were, yeah, until the end. <laughs> um, it was nice to be able to like you know meet with you, and we had a lot of back and forth about different character sets, so we could kind of see those develop slowly, which I think was all helpful in part to just even get to know each other better. Because yeah. I think what wound up happening at the end was that there was a lot of trust between the two of us to be able to work on ideas that maybe wouldn't have come about. Yeah, otherwise. for sure. And let me interrupt one sec to also say that, you know, so Luke would bring a, a drawing and I would say, yeah, she looks a little too heavy. And um, and he would be able to just like take off 10 pounds immediately, <laughs> you know, and, and, and that was incredible. Or like, I think, you know, but she has bangs or she should have glasses and boom, the next minute, there they are. Uh, that was that was amazing. Yeah, the wonders of, of Photoshop sometimes. Right, I guess so, yeah. Um, so from these character pieces, then, yeah, as things started solidifying, we had to look specifically at, you know, the record and then the book cover and thinking a lot about how these things are going to speak to one another. And yeah, and we had a big challenge in that the titles aren't the same. If right. the titles were the same, in theory, we could have had the same cover. Yeah, And exactly. that would have made our lives a lot easier. <laughs> but ultimately, I think we have the best, uh, the best situation, which is that you manage to come up with two very different concepts that somehow tie together really amazingly well. Yeah, and part of that was, you know, working on them in conjunction, you mm -hmm. know, and, and kind of feeding some ideas to one one area and, and some to another. So, you know, the, the final book cover has all of these objects on it that are, you know, representative of the things we see in the book. Um, 
and you know it's sort of this like emotional baggage that all the characters seem to carry with them and you know that had been something kind of kicking around in my mind for a long time uh when even when we were thinking about the family tree like if we draw a bunch of stuff around the base of the tree mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. this accumulation yeah i remember also you even thinking of uh, of making a maybe a tree or some kind of form maybe the dinosaur out of the stuff yeah, like yeah. there was all sorts of ideas like that yeah and so basically the process moved on well you know we at this point we basically had the characters kind of complete and so the process had moved to me just actually drawing junk, you know, drawing all this stuff. And you drew a ton of junk. I <laughs> yeah. mean, you know, like, I don't know how many drawings. I don't either. And I did it in a way I've never really uh, done it before. And it was, you know, it, it was very effective, but also kind of stupid, you know, because <laughs> it was like I would draw each individual piece and then I scanned it and then digitally cut it out and then digitally, you know, made these little compositions. And then I would make the little compositions part of the big composition. Right. And, you know. So you'd end up with a growing pile of individual units. I mean, how else would you have done it that would have been easier? Well, you know, if I were like uh, maybe a better artist, I could have just drawn the whole thing all right. at once. Done. <laughs> However, though, then you wouldn't have been able to maybe as easily have me say, well, let's pull this out and yeah. pull out. And I, th um, I think that that's... that's, that's uh, really the reason why I built it that way was that, you know, it, it made it so we could have a lot of variation in the forms. And in fact, the first version of the cover for the book, um, I had done as a potential idea for the cover for the album. Right. You know? I remember that. I remember seeing that and being like, this is amazing visually, but it's, um, it doesn't represent the music as well as it represents the story. Exactly. Um, so yeah. yeah, it was, that was a good part of the kind of thinking process. Um, and then I was able to take all that work. And fortunately, it wasn't the kind of thing where it was like, well, we're just not going to use it, you yeah. know, which that happens plenty of times. But, <laughs> um, uh, and then kind of transform it and change it and obviously change out the type and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. to, to make it work for the cover. So Yeah, and then we had a long conversation about whether to, um, I can't remember the word now for the binding. Uh, the quarter binding? Quarter binding, yeah. right. We were, uh, whether we should have a colored quarter binding or as, as you had wanted uh, to wrap the stuff around the back. Yeah. And, uh, and I got pretty excited about the wrap idea, um, but we went back and forth with that for yeah. a while. And I think ultimately that's one of the best parts about this design for me. That, that was a really exciting aspect for me too. You know, it's like, um, it, 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 it helps with this process of discovery as you, you know, hold the book in your hand and you flip it around. And then there's like this other surprise on the back too. And I think if you're unfamiliar with the book and you pick it up in a bookstore, you pick it up, you see the cover and then like, it makes you want to flip it around and, and read what's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so people can discover your work. Yeah. And the size of the book is really cool. It's a smaller, it's a smaller uh, volume. And so the whole thing combined with the art feels like you're getting a little present, uh, some yeah. sort of jewel in your hand. Uh, and I mean, I've, I've done a lot of projects, you know, I, I, this is my, I don't know, seventh CD and second book, but this is the first one that I'm, I'm so proud of the visual of it that I want to just hand it to people. And, you know, in, in any other situation that would feel boastful because I'd be like, you got to check out my book. But for me, it's just about how good it looks. And so that, that feels really good to me. Well, it makes me happy to hear that. And I honestly have felt the same way. I, I, I've been carrying it around, like just kind of holding it, hoping people ask me about it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, it's in like the top of my shopping cart as I yeah. go. Um, so, uh, and to the record, so then, then, you know, I mean, we're going a little out of order because I guess the art for the record came first, but, um, but, you know, we had to figure out how to match this amazing piece that you've done for the cover and, and these interior drawings 
to our album art. Right. Um, well, yeah. So, so basically, these things were all kind of working in con in in conjunction with one another. And and so to speak about the record, you know, once you gave me, I'd heard some of your music before. You gave me some of your other CDs. Um, so I was a little bit familiar with the style of, of, of music that you do. Um, but once I started hearing the songs from Cardboard Boat uh, specifically, you know, I, I was, it was really easy for me to start to attach visual uh, ideas to the sound I was hearing. It mm. sounded really organic, really layered, very human, you know, mm -hmm. um, uh, very textured. And that kind of, this was where I could take that studio work that I'd done on my own, where I had this interest in, you know, just what is, what is what? What kind of beauty is there in uh, coffee stain paper? You know, and <laughs> and uh, these these shapes that make up the the front of the the record was something I'd been kind of working on and exploring in the studio, not really knowing what they were going to be. So maybe t describe what what how you did it and what it looks like for people who haven't seen the cover. So the cover, um, the front cover, is this like coffee stain paper, and um, it's got all of these triangular shapes that are made of scraps from paintings and drawings and um, books and uh, you know just all kinds of random paper detritus that I had in my studio because how I big would it don't keep a messy uh, a right. clean studio um, how, how big is an individual piece I think that in in reality there are maybe um, an inch to to two three inches okay. um, and and so I would take these little triangles and and glue them together to create a, a final you know piece with my idea being of doing kind of an analog version of what we did digitally on the cover where I would lay these chunks of, you know, triangle designs on top of each other and see what happens. I still haven't done that, you know, in the in the physical uh, sense, but for the record... You still have the paper, though. You oh, could. Yeah, yeah So I we could. could make one. Exactly. We could right. make one. And we should. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we could try to recreate the cover, like, in a, in a, in a physical object. Yeah, but, I love um, that. Yeah, so when I started hearing these sounds and, and uh, applying that kind of visual language to it, I, I remember I started just scanning in paper. And for some reason, I just started with a circle and started with a circular pattern. And I was excited about where it was going. I knew it wasn't right. But because of the relationship you and I had formed, I was able to... I remember one day we had a meeting that was just like, okay, and I shouldn't show you this stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not finished. It's yeah. not even really thought of, but here you go. Yeah. And... That wound up being great because then in our conversations, I remember you kept kind of, as we were trying to figure out the direction, you kind of kept coming back and going, well, I really liked that. Yeah, it you was know. really striking and stunning. It wasn't what we see now, but it, but it was amazing. Um, and it looked somehow exactly how you put it. It was organic, it was layered, but it also had this really kind of modern, edgy feel mm -hmm. too, which, um, you know, I've, I've long struggled with, with the categorization of my music. And it, it's not just folk, uh, although there's a lot of folk elements, there is something that's more edgy and, 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 um, and modern about some mm -hmm. of the sounds. And so there was something about that kind of world that you were working in that really felt perfect to me. Yeah, and, and so um, from there, we just kind of continued to explore and see how that could develop. And that's when I took those triangle masses I'd made and started scanning them in and, and playing around with those on the computer and trying all sorts of variations. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, with with typography, it was it was the same process where it was like I knew I wanted it to have that kind of hand feel. So I actually, you know, printed out um, sheets of type and cut them out by hand hmm. and then rescanned them in. Um, so I would get this kind of, funky you know subtle but funky feeling to the the, the text yeah know? and that's the other thing that you do so well is is this combination of analog and digital um you know using the technologies uh but also with a really strong base and actual 
art that you're making. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, one of the things that I've always struggled with is like how literal to be with my art because I'm with, with my visual art because I'm so bad at so my my default it's called cardboard boat we should have a boat or it should be an ocean scene and you were really good about talking me back from that ledge of being like no we yeah, don't it doesn't yeah. need to be a boat yeah um, and so the shape that is now on the cover is is what I mean it, it you know it is, um, it, I guess it's almost like a Rorschach kind of test, yeah. you know, like yeah. uh, uh, it started just as something that, that grew um, organically on the computer. This is where, um, as I worked on the project, I was trying to work in that intuitive space and, you know, intellectual space, you know, back and forth. So once we established the mood um, by being critical about what we were hearing, then there was this, this, uh, air, this room to work just intuitively to create the forms we wanted. So... I tried a bunch of different variations and I was trying to capture the idea of uh, ocean movement, um, the sea, um, things that were related to a boat and maybe also a little bit of that sort of constructed feeling that a mm -hmm. boat would have. Yeah. And the other thing, I mean, obviously cardboard boat would be some sort of a built boat out of, you know, cardboard or something that should never be used to make a boat. Uh, and so this, the paper element gets the, at that yeah. in, a, in a cool way. And it also sort of conjures up wings and birds to me. There's something mm -hmm. feather-like about the paper. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of the songs is called Colored Birds uh, on the record. So for me, I mean, it ended up in this really amazing abstract way, which I never would have come up with on my own, kind of doing it perfectly. Yeah. Um, so then the challenge, though, was how do we... Now we kind of had two things. We had a, a, a ver an earlier version of this cover, which was close, and we had the book cover, which also was close but not finished, and right. we had to then seam them together. Right. Um, so then what I was able to do there was, you know, um, take the, the this junk pile that we've been working on, and I had started um, pulling out um, colors from the cut paper pieces that wind up making up the, the final record cover and use that as my palette to start coloring in these, you know, just, they were just black and white drawings when I did them and working with, you know, texture and, and, uh, the exact scanned pieces of paper actually that I would overlay into, to fill the shapes to start to create a, a visual connection between the two. Yeah, and I mean, one of the things that's most striking uh, about each of these individually pieces of art is the color palette. Um, you know, we have that co the coffee stained paper is the background for both, and then there's this gorgeous mix of pinks and reds and browns and yellows and whatever, um, and they're identical on, on each. And mm -hmm. so when the two sit together, they, they clearly are siblings, and yet there's no element except for the background paper and... Right. That, that is the same. And your name. And my, and my <laughs> name, yeah. Yeah, um, uh, yeah I mean, it's, it's really satisfying getting to see them as uh, finished pieces uh, for that reason, because I feel like you, you really get that connection, which we talked so much about, you yeah. know, yeah. and we're really worried about how that was going to work. So it's, it's nice to see it actually work. <laughs> yeah, and then on the interior of the album, we have the liner notes, which you did a really amazing uh, drawing for as well, uh, and then put the illustrations from the book in there, yeah. which, uh, which is awesome. Um, yeah, it was great to have opportunity to do that kind of thing and, and further that connection. And the the front of the liner notes um, was actually the, the same the same kind of process as for the, for the cover, um, just using a different method. So I was, um, you know, making more of these triangles, but these were actually things that I had drawn with pen and then you know printed out and cut out and assembled. And, Again, I had a stack of those in the studio going, what am I going to do with them? And, and when it came time to do the liners, I was like, that's where I can use that stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, overall, it's a really incredible design, I think, and, uh, and award worthy. 
Well, let's go for it. <laughs> um, so what's on the horizon for, for Luke Dorman? Um, you know, I have uh, uh, gotten more and more into teaching. Um, right now I'm currently teaching at Santa Fe University of Art and Design, and that is incredibly rewarding mm. to um, create these relationships with others, other students and help them, you know, figure out how to uh, work with clients the way that, that we were able to and, and how to, you know, see their vision through. So that's my primary focus right now. And then any spare time I have, I'm working in the studio. Yeah. Trying to take on less uh, less um, commercial projects so I can do my own stuff. That's so, great. Well, yeah. I think that you've fulfilled your duties for me for a while. I say that and then probably <laughs> I'll text you later yeah, I'll today. See you. I'll so. see you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but okay, well, this has been great talking to you, Luke. Thank yeah, you, you so too. much for all the uh, all the amazing work. Yeah, thanks, David. It's been a great opportunity to do some really cool stuff.